Welcome. This is Struggles of Strings, and I'm your host, Chad Dove. This is the podcast about learning through your struggles and failures, figuring out how to take the difficulties in your life, the lessons learned, and then how do you move forward? Welcome back, everybody, to S2S episode number 48, Right Purpose, Wrong Airport. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm happy to tell you here in a minute. I'm so excited for this week's podcast. You know, sometimes when I'm thinking about what I'm going to talk about, um, I have to struggle. Even, you know, as I, and I, I record, I told you I usually record on Friday nights. And there have been a lot of times where I'll sit behind a microphone. I'm like, oh, gosh, got to come up with something. Got to come up with something. And, and I always figure out something. It's easier when I have a guest. But I always come up with, with something. But then sometimes there's things that happen that just the podcast kind of creates itself. And that's exactly what happened this week. So I went away for a meeting in Orlando for my for my real job, right? For my full-time job. And had to fly out early Monday morning and had a flight directly out of my hometown of Dayton, was flying to Washington, D.C. for a layover and then down to Orlando. And so the night before I'm packing my clothes and I go to grab my black suit pants to pack to take with me and I can't find them. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking. And for those of you who have listened to every podcast that I've done, there was an episode where I talked about Sometimes you have to buy a pair of pants. Well, I didn't have to buy a pair this time, but I had realized I had forgotten them in my hotel last week. So I found them. Okay. Not, you know, mistake, but not a major one. A crisis averted. I get everything else packed and I go to sleep. I wake up Monday morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., get my stuff packed, you know, get ready to go, get into the car, head to the airport. I am in great shape. I have my, my cell phone is in a holder using it as a GPS to get to the airport, even though I know how to get there in case there's an accident. And I'm pulling into the airport at 4:45, Dayton international for a six o'clock flight. Everything is perfect until my American airlines alert comes up and says, bing, cause I had checked into the flight the night before. Your flight is on time. Your bags will be ready to go. You're checked in for your flight 6 a.m. out of Cincinnati International Airport. That, for those of you who are not from Ohio or maybe haven't made that trip before, the Dayton International Airport is about 30 miles or 30 minutes north of, of where I live uh, in Dayton, 20 minutes north of downtown Dayton, and the Cincinnati International Airport is south of Cincinnati in northern Kentucky. So at the time that I realized that I'm um, what I thought on time for a flight, I realized that, no, I'm about an hour and 30-minute drive away from just getting there for a flight that will have been in the air um, for 15 minutes by the time I would have even gotten to Cincinnati. And so what happens, right? The first thing I do is is I panic, <laughs> I panic because this is a national meeting. It's a big deal. I've got to present. This is, you know, I've never in my life done this before, made such an egregious mistake. I sat there for a minute and I was just kind of freaking out. And then I realized that that's not going to work. Freaking out right now is not going to work. I had to let my moment of panic just be a moment because I had to get to Orlando. And so then I'm running a bunch of things in my head. Do I take my bag in? Do I leave my bag here? I'm like, nope, Chad, just walk into the airport, 
bag in hand, everything you need to go to get on an airplane and tell them what happened in this. So I walk in to the Dayton International Airport and there are four women at the American Airlines counter and there's nobody else around. Like the airport is really quiet because it's, like I said, still relatively early. And I walked up to the counter and I said, first and foremost, I want to make sure that we all understand that I am an idiot. <laughs> and they all laughed. And then I told them what I did. I said, hey, I booked a flight and I thought I booked it out of Dayton, but I booked it out of Cincinnati and I got to get to Orlando. And, you know, I'm uh, and everybody, you know, for anyone that's flown lately, it's not the easiest time to fly. And so I told the ladies, this is where I am. This is what's happening. And can you help me? And it was funny. The one woman said, oh, my gosh, you wouldn't believe how often this happens. And she sprung directly into action and believe it or not, got me on a flight just an hour later than I was supposed to leave at 7 a.m. Also going to Washington, D.C. And I was still able to make the connection to get to Orlando at the exact same time that I was supposed to get there. And, you know, one of the things that I have realized in my time in life is that when you admit a mistake, the world's pretty generous about it, to be honest. I, I think that's a really important point. When you admit to making a mistake, the world's pretty generous. And these women were definitely generous to me in, in this instance. And they got my TSA pre-check put in there and they got me on a plane. And they were like, oh my gosh, they're going to try and book you more money on this. You know what? If we do this, 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 and this, it's not even going to cost you more money. And so... Why am I telling you this story? Why am I why am I going on and on and on and on about this story? Is that I really realized for me, this is kind of a metaphor for my life. There are a lot of times where I have, you know, left, you know, figuratively speaking, right, out the door to go somewhere, thinking that I'm going to the Dayton International Airport because that's where my ticket is, and then lo and behold, that's not where my ticket is. Have you ever had that professionally? personally with a with a loved one within a relationship where you thought you were right where you were supposed to be or you were confident that you were and then you show up there and you realize oh no this isn't right at all and not only is this not right but i have made a mistake in what i've done how do you rectify it how do you fix your mistakes well, i would argue like we talked about just a moment ago, I would argue the, the key and one of the biggest keys up front is don't freak out and then admit it. Now, is that easy? M my answer to that would be no. It's not always easy. Is it always hard? My answer to that would also be no. So how can everything be no? Or how can both of those answers be no? I think... There are a couple of different factors. I think the first and foremost to make it easy for you and not a no is when you have confidence in yourself, in yourself, when you have confidence in the fact that, yeah, I made a mistake. I did. It was not ideal. It was not what I wanted to do. And I had to do something about it. And so being humble about making a mistake, I think, can be something that can go a long way. 
too, sometimes it's hard though, because you know what? Sometimes there are just some people that don't give you grace. And when you're dealing with someone that's not giving you grace, it's in my opinion and in my experience, that can make it much, much, much harder to feel comfortable, to be vulnerable, to admit that you make a mistake. That That's how I have felt, you know, kind of time and time and time again. But, you know, it realized like in this particular instance, my honesty and, and coming straight forward helped me out. Now, here's the funny thing. I didn't think at all about the ripple effect. Well, what's the ripple effect? I had a, it was a round trip ticket for me. And so, yeah, I was going to be booked to come back to Cincinnati while my car was in Dayton. And so I thought to myself about that and I went into the American Airlines app and I looked and believe it or not, American Airlines had booked me into Columbus as my return flight in, in the midst of, of doing all the helping on the front end. Another mistake was made upon the return. And it's a pretty good thing that I checked that thoroughly and looked at that. And so what did I have to do? I had to call again, reach out and do my best to see if I could fix the situation. Well, guess what? Again, they made changes. You know what? My first flight, I was going to be in the middle seat. Now it was a decent sized plane, but I'm, I'm sorry for those who you who know me personally, I'm not a middle seat sized dude, right? I'm a big, I'm a big guy. And, and, and honestly, and the funny part about it is that the return flight was actually on February the 9th, which is my birthday. And so I told the gate agent as I was, you know, checking in and making sure that everything was good to go, you know, is there any way you can help me out? I said, again, I, I admitted, I said, my travel plans have been totally screwed up by my own fault. I'm the one who did it. I'm the one who caused the trouble. I'm the one who caused the difficulties. I'm the one who put myself in this position. And even though that's the case, I'm going to ask you for some grace here. Uh, is there any way that you can get me an aisle seat or, you know, a, a seat, a window and or aisle seat? It didn't matter to me which one, just not middle, right? And, uh, and the, and the gate agent said, you know, happy birthday to you. I got you an aisle seat. Now I get on the plane and there's a woman sitting in the middle and there's a guy out on the left to us um, on the window, but there is no window. The way this plane was designed, this particular seat, there was no window. And the guy that was sitting there kind of freaked out. He needed to have a window. And so he kind of insisted to the flight attendants. Um, that he needed to move seats. And so he did. So the woman who was sitting in the middle slid over to the window. So now not only did I have an aisle seat, but I didn't have anybody sitting right next to me, which made for a very enjoyable flight for me to watch Top Gun Maverick for the 9,000th time on the plane. Now, again, why am I telling you all this? Why am I giving you what may sound to you like just this long, boring story of, okay, Chad, you messed up your plans and it worked out well for you in the end. Why? Why did it work out well for me? Was I lucky? Yeah, there's some luck in that. 
that's just the bottom line. There's some, there's some luck in what I was dealing with and how things happened and, and what, the way that things went down. But I would argue very strongly and very plainly that part of the reason why I, I made it both directions and, and had success and got there without any real difficulties were the two things is that I didn't panic. Even though there were some moments, especially going down, where I was scared and I admitted my mistake. I told the universe, sorry about this. My bad. I am goofing you up today. I'm, you know, I'm goofing you up and I'm letting you know that I apologize for that. And when you do that, so often you get grace. So is there something, as you're listening to my voice right now, I bet a lot of you, I bet you can think of something in your life right now that fits this scenario. You're trying to get to what you think is the Dayton International Airport, but your ticket's booked to Cincinnati. And all of a sudden you're panicked. What are you going to do? How are you going to give yourself grace? How are you going to be able to admit that this spot that you're in professionally, personally, individually, can you admit to yourself that you're in a tough spot or in a bad spot, or you've made a mistake that you don't even know how you got there. And now you're having to, to undo this, you know, basically goof up. How do you do that? How do you give yourself grace? I think it is ultra important to stand up for you. So often when we make mistakes in life, we worry about everybody else. We worry about what we've done to affect everyone else. And that, and that definitely is a true emotion and a good emotion. And you should feel that way, especially if your mistakes costing someone more work or, or, you know, emotional pain or whatever the case may be, like it, you, you, want to do your very best to minimize that. And you also should minimize the pressure in the space that you put on you. Because here's the thing. If it was an honest mistake, and for me, it was absolutely and truly an honest mistake. I was going 9,000 miles an hour in a bunch of different directions. I had looked at flights out of Dayton, out of Cincinnati, out of Columbus, trying to get a direct flight anywhere I could go, and then ended up booking what I thought was out of Dayton, but was Cincinnati. It's an honest mistake. And yeah, even if you make an honest mistake, you may have to pay for it. I had to pay a little extra change fee going back from Orlando to, to Dayton. It happens, you know, sometimes... Like I said, sometimes you forget your pants. Sometimes you got to buy a pair of pants. You know, sometimes you have to take the bull by the horns and make something happen. But I just want you to know that you're not alone. That, that I would venture to guess that nearly everybody listening to this right now can think of a situation where they thought they were supposed to be in Dayton, but they're in Cincinnati. So what do we do? We give you the two takeaways every week, two takeaways from the podcast and this week's takeaways. I've been hammering here kind of this whole episode. Number one, let your moment of panic 
be just a moment. It is so key to not be overwhelmed by your mistake. If you do, now you're sunk. You've got no chance to fix anything, right? So let a moment of panic be just a moment. And then number two, and I think that this one is the one that I like the most. When you admit to making a mistake, the world is pretty generous. When you admit to making a mistake, the world is pretty generous. That has been my experience time and time and time again. And I encourage you and challenge you to do the same thing. Don't try and hide it. Don't try and cover it up. Just own it. Own what you've done, little or small. And I think you'll be surprised how much grace the world gives you. Well, thanks so much for joining me again this week. Um, a lot of exciting stuff yet to come. Look for some big guests coming up in uh, later in the month of February into the month of March. And we're, we're approaching our one-year anniversary and planning kind of a special show for the, the what will kick off in a year or two. Um, looking forward to that. So thank you for all the support. Continue to rate and review. And until next time, be well.